Holy Father in heaven, glory, praise, honor, and adoration be unto your holy name for your goodness and mercy and love. Dear Lord, we come before your feet today because we need blessings from you. We want direction, we want guidance, and above all things, we want you to give us power. Your word has promised that as many as received Christ, to them you give power to become the sons of God. Lord, we ask that you grant us the grace, grant us the power. Through thy Holy Spirit, Lord, we need the Spirit of the Lord upon us to give us power to live the life that you want us to live. And right now, Lord, we want the power to speak words that will bring blessings to all that hear, words that will encourage, uplift, edify, and help us to fulfill the purpose you have for us in our lives. So, dear Lord, put your words in my mouth that those words may proceed, that those words may bless everyone who listen. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and thank you for answering my prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage April 11 Why wait? Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Numbers chapter 13 verse 30 It was Caleb's faith in God that gave him courage, that enabled him to stand boldly and unflinchingly in defense of the right. From the same exalted source, the mighty general of the armies of heaven, every true soldier of the cross of Christ must receive strength and courage to overcome obstacles that often seem insurmountable. Those who would do their duty must be ever ready to speak the words that God gives them and not the words of doubt, discouragement and despair. While the doubting ones talk of impossibilities, while they tremble at the thought of high walls and strong giants, let the faithful Caleb's, who have another spirit, come to the front. The truth of God, which bringeth salvation, will go forth to the people. If ministers and professed believers will not hedge up its way, as did the unfaithful spies. Human agencies are to be employed in this work. Zeal and energy must be intensified. Talents that are rusting from inaction must be pressed into service. The voice that would say, wait, do not allow yourself to have burdens imposed upon you, is the voice of the cowardly spies. We want Caleb's now, who will press to the front, chieftains in Israel who with courageous words will make a strong report in favor of immediate action. When the selfish, ease-loving, panic-stricken people, fearing tall giants and inaccessible walls clamor for retreat. Let the voice of the Caleb's be heard, even though the cowardly ones stand with stones in their hands, ready to beat them down for their faithful testimony. It is when the unbelieving cast contempt upon the word of God that the faithful Caleb's are called for. It is then that they will stand firm at the post of duty without parade and without swerving because of reproach. The unbelieving spies stood ready to destroy Caleb. He saw the stones in the hands of those who had brought a false report, but this did not deter him. He had a message and he would bear it. The same spirit will be manifested by those who are true to God.
Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Why Wait? Our key text is taken from the book of Numbers chapter 13 verse 30. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. We left off yesterday looking at the shaking that was taking place in Israel. There was a shaking because of two things. The report of the ten spies versus the report of Caleb and Joshua. Their reports were not the same. While one, on the other hand, the ten spies were saying, we are not able to overcome the people in Canaan. Caleb and Joshua stood on the other side, looking at the people, wailing and telling the people their defense is taken from them. That is, the Canaanites have their defense taken from them. And God is pleased with us. He will give us the place we are able to overcome it. The word overcome is used over and over by Jesus in the book of Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. So every church which represents God's people in every generation, he always tells them to him that overcometh, will I give this or will I give that? We are in this world for the purpose of overcoming, for the purpose of surmounting obstacles, for the purpose of achieving things that seem impossible with men, but rather possible with God. To think of turning back to Egypt or to entertain doubts and questionings and unbelief in the mind is to be the ten spies and the rest of the children of Israel who were talking unbelief and giving an unfaithful contradictory report. Reading from Numbers chapter 14, we see what happened there. In verse 10, it says, But all the congregation bade. This was after Caleb and Joshua had given their faithful report and encouraged the people saying, We are able to take it. Let us go. But all the but all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will these people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them? I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. Once more, the Lord is saying what he already knows. Sometimes we may look at this and be wondering, why is it that every time there's a trouble? Like in the time of the golden calf, the Lord said he wanted to destroy them. Moses pled for them. When it was the case of um, the issue with Miriam and Aaron, Moses again pled for them and the Lord spared them. And now again, they are at it again. Moses is hearing the Lord say again, these people are stiff-necked. I have already known them. There's no point. They're not going to make it. And Moses again pleads for them. Numbers 14 verse 13. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it. For thou broughtest up these people in thy might from among them. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. For they have heard that thou, Lord, art among these people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thou art thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by day in a by daytime in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. Now, if thou shalt kill all these people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land which he sware unto them, therefore he had slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, 
the Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Wow, Moses was quoting the Lord. We learn a lesson from here. You can bring the words, the words of the Lord to the Lord himself and remind him of, who, of his promises, not that he forgets, but to exercise faith, believing that what he said he is, he actually is and will do according to his word. Once again here, the Lord is actually testing Moses, while at the same time, he was always going to destroy the people. He was going to do it in his own way. And here, uh, Moses was pleading with the Lord again using what he heard on the mount when the Lord passed by him and covered his face, that is Moses' face, so that uh, Moses wouldn't see, see the Lord's face, and said these same words to him. Moses is quoting it. We learn a lesson there. We can depend on God's word and put God's word to him and exercise faith on his word and plead with him based on what he has said. I will get to that in a moment because this is what the children of Israel were supposed to do. Bring God's word to him and say, Lord, you said you will do this. Do it for us because this is what you said you are. So going on Numbers 14 verse 19, Moses continues and says, Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, according unto thy great, the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven the people from Egypt even until now. But then God listens to him and promises judgment on them. Reading from verse 20, he says, And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened unto my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley. Tomorrow turn you and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. I'll stop here for now. And that is the story. And what lesson do we get from there? We know what happened later. We'll get to what happened later. You see, what was going on in Israel is likened to the shaking that is going on in the church. The shaking took place because of two reports. There was a shaking in, among the Israelites to the point that some people rose up against the testimony of Caleb and Joshua and wanted to stone them to death, including Moses and Aaron. They were, had the, Lord, the glory of the Lord not come into the tabernacle of the congregation. The people were going to kill Joshua and Caleb. Can you imagine that? Just because of the report they gave, just because they were encouraging the people to go to Canaan, that's all. And what does encouragement to go to Canaan represent from what we saw yesterday? It represents the faithful testimony in favor of God, declaring to the people that God is able to grant us victory over sin, that we can overcome fully, and God has given us the strength to overcome every obstacle and every sin. Not only is it representing that, but it's also an encouragement to let us know that all the tasks that the Lord has given to us to do today, the task of reaching the whole world with the three angels' messages, the task of practicing the health reform and also having whatever institutions that the Lord wants us to have, whether it is the health food store, whether it is practicing the having the sanitariums or the schools. At his own time, the Lord can do those things. And if he tells anybody to do that, because these are not generic duties, God is not telling everybody to go and open sanitariums and, and schools and any institution that will be used to propagate the gospel. Those things are not generic. 
there may be specific instructions that the Lord is giving you, telling you this is what you ought to do. Don't don't entertain unbelief in your mind. If the Lord has said, this is what I want to exist, I want an institution, whether it is a church or a school or an, a medical institution or sanitarium that the Lord wants to use for the propagating of the gospel, we should not entertain unbelief, but rather ask him, Lord, how? I'm, I'm willing. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. I believe you can do it. But chiefly, the duty that the Lord has given to every single human being. This is not a this is not a specific thing now. This is a generic one for all of us, and that is the work of overcoming. Overcoming the world, overcoming sin. Jesus said to us in John 16, verse 33, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And the message given to us in this our day is found in the book of Revelation, chapter 3. Reading from verse 14, the message to Laodicea from 14 down to 21, the Lord gave a promise then. He said, He that to him that overcometh will I grant to sit on my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down on my father's throne. Jesus overcame. What did he overcome? He overcame the world. That's what he said. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And as we read in our devotion, human agencies are to be employed in this work zeal and energy must be intensified talents that are rusting from inaction must be pressed into service the voice that will say wait do not allow yourselves to have burdens imposed upon you is the voice of the cowardly spies we want caleb's who will press to the front chieftains in israel who with courageous words will make a strong report in favor of immediate action when the selfish, ease-loving, panic-stricken people fearing tall giants and inaccessible walls clamor for retreat, let the voice of the Caleb's be heard, even though the cowardly ones stand with stones in their hands ready to beat them down for their testimony. So let us look at how this applies to our present time. There is something that is called the shaking, and this was a time of shaking and sifting among the Israelites those who rejected the testimony of Joshua and Caleb were shaken out and they could not bear the straight testimony because they rose up against it and we will see what that means. You know, when the Lord said he is going to judge them, he said he was going to leave Joshua and Caleb and the Lord told them clearly what he was going to do. In Numbers 14 verse 27, he said, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel which they murmur against me say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me, doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But your little ones, which you said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and then they, and they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness, and your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years, and bear your whoredoms, until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. After the number of the days in which you search the land, even forty days, each day for a year, shall be shall ye bear your iniquities even forty years, and you shall know my breach of promise. I the Lord have said it, I will surely do it unto all this evil congregation that are gathered together against me in this wilderness they shall be consumed and they shall die. Verse 36 And the men which Moses sent to search the land 
who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. Here the Lord just shook and sifted the people. Those who did not follow what the word of God said, they were, sh- they, were sh- they were shaken. What I read earlier was from Conflict and Courage, page 107, paragraph 4. You see, there are those who will make the truth of God into a lie. They will say how impossible it is for everyone to have victory over sin and to live in harmony with God's commandments and fulfill the requirements of for being in Canaan. Though through these men, the shaking is to come in God's people today. Today, we are also facing the shaking. And what is the cause of the shaking? Reading from Last Day Events, page 177, paragraph 1, it says, When the shaking comes by the introduction of false theories, these surface readers anchored nowhere are like shifting sand. They slide into any position to suit the tenor of their feelings of bitterness. End of quote. So, the, the people, the children of Israel, they were already having those feelings of bitterness. And that was why when the shaking came by the false misrepresentation of the ten spies, they were not, they were not standing on the solid ground. They were surface readers like we have today. They were not anchored on God. And so they slid into the position that the ten spies were in, which suited their bitter mind already. Their unbelief was already there. Going on concerning the shaking, what is it that causes the shaking? Uh, continuing, it says, Not having received the love of the truth, they will be taken in by the delusions of the enemy. They will give heed to seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils and will depart from the faith. Almost all Israel that day, except four people, Joshua, Aaron, Caleb, and Moses, just four of them stood their ground. The rest of Israel rose up against the people against the four of them and here that is referring to Israel we're talking of God said from 20 years upward those who were considered adults the Lord rejected all of them so today the Lord is allowing false theories and lies to be preached and this will bring the shaking an example we read in the book evangelism page 224 it says the enemy will bring in false theories such as the doctrine that there is no sanctuary this is one of the points on which there will be a departing from the truth. End of quote. Are we seeing that happening in the theological seminaries today? Oh, a lot of them. Many are teaching that there is no sanctuary in heaven. Many of them are claiming that it is just a symbolic representation. The whole doctrine of in Daniel 8 that talks about unto 2,300 days then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Many are practicing unbelief in that matter. So, what does the shaking represent? Uh, Testimonies, Volume 1, page 181, paragraph 1 says, I asked the meaning of the shaking I had seen and was shown that it would be caused by the straight testimony called forth by the counsel of the true witness to the laudations. This will have its effect upon the heart of the receiver and will lead him to exalt the standard and pour forth the straight truth. Some will not bear this straight testimony. They will rise up against it and this will cause a shaking among God's people. End of quote. Joshua and Caleb gave a straight testimony and the people picked up their stones and wanted to stone them to death. It caused a shaking. They didn't like what they heard. Today, the Lord is looking for Joshua's and Caleb's who in the face of tear of um, lies will stand up regardless of the stones that people are hurling against them 
and will be able to give a straight testimony to the people. Reading Testimonies, Volume 5, page 707, paragraph 3, says, God will arouse his people. If other means fail, heresies will come in among them, which will sift them, separating the chaff from the wheat. The Lord calls upon all who believe his word to awake out of sleep. End of quote. So, God permits the bringing in of heresies. Why? So that it will sift the people. Let us know what is really in the heart. The true people of God, when they hear heresies, they will reject it. But those who are surface readers, those who are like the mixed multitude, who are not um, endeavoring to get victory over their sins, they are already looking for excuses to fall onto, to hold onto, hooks to hang their doubts. And once the heresies come, they hold on to it because that's what they've been wanting to hear. You ever been in that situation where somebody told you, you see children, they do it a lot. When you tell them things that they don't like, they may obey you for the moment. But the moment another person comes to tell them something different from what they have been told earlier, I'll give you an example. A child, as a child I know I was told, the mom told, the mother told the child, don't drink any water that is cold and do not put your water in the refrigerator. Drink the normal water, a warm water. Now, for months, this child had just been following it. The moment another adult came to the house and told the child, please help me put this water. You want to drink water? Okay, just put it in the uh, fridge after, you, after you've put it in the, after you've gotten the bottle. Put it into the fridge and later you drink it. The child kept it in the, in the fridge. And when the child came, took the, water from, the cold water from the fridge and was drinking it. And then the guardian and the parents asked, why are you drinking cold water? And the child said, it is this brother this uncle that told me to put it in the fridge that's why i put it in the fridge and i'm drinking it what did you expect that child to do now when the child was told go and drink put the water in the fridge the other person did not know that the parents had told that child not to drink cold water so what did the child do they latched onto the instruction of that old person because that's what they wanted to hear all this while and they were going to use that person as an excuse to do what they always wanted to do so it is with the unbelieving when we are claiming to follow the Lord, the Lord will allow heresies to come. He will allow people to come and tell you different things from what the word of God say, says so that he will test you just like this child was tested. What should the child have done? If they were finding joy in obeying the parents, the child would have told the person who told them to put the water in the refrigerator, no, I cannot, I cannot do that. My mother said I shouldn't put water in the refrigerator. Then the person said, oh, really? Oh, then if your mother told you that, then there's no need for you to do that. But the child took advantage of the false testimony something contrary to what the mother has said what the mother has said and did what they always wanted to do in their heart so also it is with the generation of today the lord will speak peace to you and will tell you that it is possible to overcome sin but he will allow others like the 10 spies false ministers to tell you that it is not possible why will he allow it to sift you to shake you so that you will know where you really stand if that is what you always wanted to hear, you will quickly slide into that place because you love your sins. You always wanted to go back to Egypt. So the moment you hear a minister telling you from the word of God, twisting the word of God, corrupting the word of God and telling you that it is not possible to overcome. Ah, wow, righteousness like filthy rag, this and that. Immediately, they will latch onto that instruction and say it is not possible and drop the faithful testimony. The Lord permits falsehood he permits heresies to stir his people to sift them to separate the chaff from the wheat where have you been have you been the wheat or the chaff the lord will allow more heresies to come to test every one of us and the testimony of the lord in numbers 14 verse 23 and 24 he says surely 
they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and has followed me, not halfway, but fully, him will I bring into the land wherein to he went, and his seed shall possess it. Amen. The Lord wants Caleb's people who have another spirit today. The Lord is looking for people who don't have the spirit of the world, who have another spirit. For such a time as this, God needs men of another spirit, a spirit different from that that actuates the rebellious unbelievers. Speaking now in Testimonies, volume 5, page 80 and 81, it says, The Lord has faithful servants who in the shaking testing time will be disclosed to view. There are precious ones now hidden who have not bowed the knee to bow. They have not had the light which has been shining in a concentrated blaze upon you, but it may be under a rough and uninviting and uninviting exterior. The pure brightness of a genuine Christian character will be revealed. In the daytime, we look towards heaven but do not see the stars. They are there, fixed in the firmament, but the eye cannot distinguish them. In the night, we behold their genuine luster." End of quote. And so it is that as we plunge into the night today, as we are having this woke culture coming up, as we are having the alphabet people come, the LGBT commun- LGBTQ community, as we are having the world, enter- the politics of the world getting so polarized now, the Lord is permitting it. And when we come into the churches, we see that worldliness is coming into the church. Worldly principles are coming into the church. Oh, the world is getting polarized and there is darkness, deep darkness coming. There's darkness in the schools. There's darkness in the churches. Darkness in the theological seminaries. Darkness in the ecclesiastical councils. And also darkness in the political uh, sphere. Ecclesiastical political darkness covering the earth. And it is at this time that the stars will show and the Lord wants you who are listening to me and even myself to be among those stars. What does it mean to be the star? It means to be those people who will shine brightly in the darkness. What does it mean to shine brightly? It means to simply overcome. It means to simply hold on to the true message in the word of God, to exercise faith in God's word and tell the people it is possible for us to take the land. As we studied yesterday in Ezekiel 36 reading from verse 25 downward, the Lord said how we can possess the land and how we eat of the good of the land. It is by having a new heart and a new spirit, by taking away the heart of stone and having a heart of flesh. It is by receiving the spirit of God upon you and walking in his commandments and in his statutes. We also read it in the book of Revelation chapter 22 reading from verse 14. It said there, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Also in Isaiah 1 verse 18 to 20, Come now, let us reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you rebel, Oh, the Lord says we will perish. This is exactly what is happening in our time. And God wants us to be the faithful Caleb's. Reading from Signs of the Times, February 20, 1901, the last day events, page 181, paragraph 2, we are told, on every occasion that persecution takes place, the witnesses make decisions, either for Christ or against him. Those who show sympathy for the men wrongly condemned, 
who are not bitter against them show their attachment for Christ. End of quote. So this is what is happening when there's a shaking and you see the faithful ministers preaching the word of God faithfully and then the ten spies giving an unfaithful testimony. Those who stand by the faithful ministers, they choose right every time we make decisions even when you are silent and you show that you show some indifference that indifference is a decision you have made reading testimonies volume 5 page 136 we are told soon god's people will be tested by fiery trials and the great proportion of those who now appear to be genuine and true will prove to be base metal when the religion of christ is most held in contempt when his law is most despised then should our zeal be the warmest and our courage and firmness the most unflinching to stand in the defense of truth and righteousness when the majority forsake us to fight the battles of the Lord when champions are few, this will be our test. At this time, we must gather warmth from the coldness of others, courage from their cowardice and loyalty from their treason. End of quote. This is what we are tested to do today. Are you going to stand when the whole world is going woke, when the whole world is imbibing principles and theories that are anti-Christian? Are you going to be like the ten spies who will be sifted out? Are you going to be among those who look like true metal but will be found to be a base metal? The Lord has delineated for us what our work will be. You will see many fall along the wayside, many who you think should have stood for the truth. Where were, where were they in the days of Caleb? They all went on the other side saying they want to go back to Egypt. But the Lord wants us to understand that at this time, we are not to depend on people. We are to gather warmth from their coldness, courage from their cowardice and loyalty from their treason. And what is our work? To stand in defense of truth and righteousness when the majority forsake us to fight the battles of the Lord when champions are few. This will be our test. And soon we are going to get deeper and deeper into this test. We are in the shaking time already. Heresies are already being preached and the faithful testimony is already being preached because these are the things that bring about the shaking. Remember that the, te- the shaking will be brought by the straight testimony that is given. Some people will rise up against it just as they rose up against Joshua and Caleb and they want to, sp- they want to attack those who are preaching the truth. It's at that time that we are in now to give the straight and pointed testimony. Reading from Selected Messages, Volume 2, page 13, Paragraph 1, it says, There is to be a shaking among God's people, but this is not the present truth to carry to the churches. It will be the result of refusing the truth presented. End of quote. The shaking is taking place. The truth is being presented. What are you saying about it? When you are told the straight, pointed testimony of what the Lord is saying about the Sabbath and keeping the sabbath day holy do not work on the sabbath don't labor don't speak your own words keep the sabbath day holy do not engage in your like the bible says do not light the fire which is any work you need to do prepare do you like that message oh many people they don't like that pointed testimony they rise up against it and we are told that if the shaking will be the result of the truth presented and then oh the most loathsome dress reform and health reform that people don't want to hear they feel like oh this dress reform is making me a cake is making me to be like they will say maria maka or you tell they tell they get so offended and say why are you trying to make me look 
uh, ugly, something like that. They want to follow the fashions of the world when the pointed testimony is given by the Caleb's and the Joshua's of today, telling us we are able to possess the land, we can do it, we can keep God's commandments. Are you going to rise up against it? If you refuse it, that is where the shaking comes, but then some people will be shaken out. Testimonies Volume 1, page 181, paragraph 2 says, This testimony must work deep repentance, and all that truly receive it will obey it and be purified. This t- pointed testimony, and I'm, be, I'm delineating it very well, the pointed testimony is a testimony giving us the message of holiness and righteousness by faith, telling us that it is possible to overcome sin, and it gets very specific into the word of God, the commandments of God, and the faith of Jesus, telling us that we should keep the commandments of God to the letter, and like Joshua and Caleb, the Lord testified about them, the reason he's not going to destroy them is that they followed him fully. Are you following the Lord fully or are you half the worlds and half the lords? If you are half the worlds and half the lords, then you will eventually fall into the world. The Lord does not like or will not accept half-hearted service. But I'll tell you someone that will accept that. Lucifer, Satan, he will accept half-hearted service. Even if it's just small, just a little you give to him, he is okay with that. But the Lord wants full consecration complete total sanctification and those who refuse it like we read those who refuse it they will be shaken out what happened to the 10 spies and those who rebelled hear what the lord said we have read it already in numbers chapter 14 verse 28 to 34 the lord told them you will not enter that land but those ones who you were saying will not be able they are the ones who will enter and there are some people who are telling us today, oh, are you expecting that this generation, the younger generation, you have to cut them some slack. It's not possible for them to live a righteous life. And as every generation comes, it becomes more impossible. So don't worry, we are sinners. God is saying to you, you see those little ones that you are saying that we're not going to be able to make it, that they will die. Numbers 14 verse 31. But your little ones which you said should be a prey, them will I bring in. And they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in the wilderness, and your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years and bear your whoredoms, until your carcasses be wasted in the land. The shaking out is taking place in Conflict and Courage, page 107, paragraph 3. It says, While the doubting ones talk of impossibilities, while they tremble at the thought of high walls and strong giants, let the faithful Caleb's who have another spirit come to the front. The truth of God, which bringeth salvation, will go forth to the people if ministers and professed believers will not hedge up its way as did the unfaithful spies. End of quote. Yes, the Lord will still do what he wants to do, but the unfaithful spies will make it longer. 40 years they now had to wait, something that would have taken them just a few days. They were just on the borders of Canaan. Few days they were going to enter, but the unfaithful messengers made them to stay longer. And so it is with us today. The, the world has stayed longer than it's supposed to. We have, Christ must have, would have come a long time ago if the word of God were preached faithfully. But unfaithful messengers, year after year, generation after generation, has kept us longer in, in this world than we, could, than we should have stayed. But it is for us to do our bit in the time that we live and do our own part. There will be a shaking out. Those who do not bear the message faithfully or who rise up against the straight testimony, they will be shaken out. Early Writings, page 271, says, Some had been shaken out and left by the way. The careless and indifferent who did not join with those who prized victory and salvation enough to perseveringly plead 
agonize, and agonized for it did not obtain it and they were left behind in darkness and their places were immediately filled by others taking hold of the truth and coming into the ranks reading again last day events page 182 paragraph 2 it says the broken ranks will be filled by those represented by christ as coming in at the 11th hour there are many with whom the spirit of god is striving the time of god's destructive judgments is the time of mercy for those who now have no opportunity to learn what is truth tenderly will the lord look upon them his heart of mercy is touched his hand is still stretched out to save while the door is closed to those who would not enter large numbers will be admitted who in these last days hear the truth for the first time standard after standard was left to trail in the dust as company after company from the lord's army joins the foe and tribe after tribe from the ranks of the enemy united with the commandment keeping people of god amen so we have nothing to fear if you say you will not overcome and you say it is not possible oh that there are fenced walls and the people are giants oh my sin is too big i can't overcome i can't practice the truth as the lord said i should oh it is a very sad thing for you to say that because you're not exercising faith in god's word the lord will turn to others and will give them the grace people who are even worse than than yourself who have it harder than yourself and they will learn to do the work and they will do it the children of those who rebelled who were innocent who knew nothing they did not have as much light as their fathers the lord turned to them it was they who their fathers were saying they would die in the land but they didn't die in the land since they said that they would die then the lord allowed them to die that is the adults but the younger and little ones he used them later through joshua and caleb they entered into canaan let us exercise faith in god's word i was saying earlier about what moses did in taking the word of god and presenting it back to him and pleading with him based on his word this is what israel was supposed to do and that is what we are to do today present to god his word in hebrews 2, 7 verse 25 telling him that he is he said he is able to save unto the uttermost all that come to god through him presents to him matthew 1 verse 21 you shall call his name jesus for he shall save his people from their sins presents to him the new covenant in jeremiah 31 verse 31 down to 33 that he said that he will give us a new he will write a new law in our hearts that the law will not be written in books anymore that it will be written in our hearts and no more will anybody say to anyone know the lord that we will know him from the least of them to the greatest of them that we will keep his commandments present to the lord his wonderful promise in the book of ezekiel 36 reading from verse 25 where he said he will sprinkle clean water upon us and we shall be clean from all our iniquities and all our filthiness and that he will take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh a new heart he will put within us a new spirit he will give to us and he will cause us to walk in our statutes as moses pled with the lord based on his own word and presented it to him and the lord heard him so will the lord hear those who present to him his promises in his word and tell him lord this is what you said do it for me the lord will say to all who do that as your faith is so be it unto you the children of Israel did not make it into the into the land of Canaan. Only Joshua and Caleb, of the adults that were there, it was the younger ones who entered with Joshua and Caleb. They didn't make it because we have read before in Hebrews 4, reading from verse 1 to 3, that the reason is they did not mix what they heard with faith. You have heard what I have just said. All the passages I have just read now concerning God's promises, and I'll add the other one, Isaiah chapter 1, 
chapter reading from verse 18 where the lord said come don't run away come don't go back to egypt come now let us reason together don't go to egypt come come now is what he's saying let us reason together what are your sins are they as scarlet are, are they are they as scarlet i will make them as white as snow though are they red as crimson i will make them as wool just be willing and obedient the children of israel were not willing are you willing do you want to overcome that is the question those who did not want to enter those who did not enter they did not want to if they wanted the lord is saying do you want to are you desiring then come i will do it let us exercise faith on these words finally i read testimonies volume 5 page 136 when the religion of christ is most held in contempt when his law is most despised then should our zeal be the warmest and our courage and firmness the most unflinching to stand in defense of truth and righteousness when the majority forsake us to fight the battles of the lord when champions are few this will be our test at this time we must gather warmth from the coldness of others courage from their cowardice and loyalty from their treason end of quote let us pray dear father in heaven teach us lord to exercise faith in your word that we may be men and women of another spirit that spirit of caleb that trusts in your word and says we are able their defense is gone from them help us lord to see through the eyes of faith help us lord to love the truth that we may not be damned may no one take our place in your kingdom may we not be sifted out and help us lord to do and fulfill all the conditions that we may be among those who would eat the good of the land Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering. In Jesus' name, I pray.